Coming up on today's federal newscast, the Senate passes its version of the defense authorization bill, which includes another pay raise for troops. VA whistleblowers are still not satisfied with protections passed by Congress. And an assistant inspector general whose job it is to find waste, fraud, and abuse is accused of waste, fraud, and abuse. These stories and more in today's federal newscast. Welcome to today's edition of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. The Senate passes the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill by a vote of 86 to 8. The bill authorizes $750 billion for the defense budget next year. It also okays a 3.1% pay raise for active duty military, creates a U.S. Space Force, and adds extra protections for service members living in privatized military housing. Congress is trying to help the Defense Department fight back against housing companies delivering substandard living conditions to service members. Federal News Network Scott Massioni has more. Senator Kamala Harris of California adds an amendment to the 2020 Defense Authorization Bill that allows the Defense Department to punish privatized housing landlords for retaliating against service members who report substandard living conditions. The provision allows DOD to investigate cases of reprisal and, if substantiated, considers the housing company in material breach of contract. That gives DOD some breathing room in the long-term contracts it has with some housing corporations. DOD is currently scrambling to fix privatized housing issues after a flood of reports about lead paint, mice, and other substandard living conditions. I'm Scott Massioni. A House panel authorizes $12.9 billion for the Coast Guard in 2020. That's about $1.6 billion more than the president's budget request. The House Coast Guard Authorization Bill also gives service officers more career flexibility. It adds a career intermission program and lets officers opt out of promotion boards. Whistleblowers at the Department of Veterans Affairs say they're still experiencing retaliation. It's been two years since Congress passed the VA Accountability and Whistleblower Protection Act. The law established a new office within the department designed to help protect whistleblowers and their rights. But three whistleblowers told the House VA committee the new Office of Accountability and Whistleblower Protection is not sympathetic to their complaints and concerns. They say the office is dragging its feet on investigations. Agencies and employee unions may have a new chance to resolve appeals over what they can and can't negotiate before getting the Federal Labor Relations Authority involved. The Federal Mediation and Conciliation Service signed a new agreement with the FLRA to create a pilot program to resolve these appeals. A group of FMCS mediators will get specialized training from the FLRA on collective bargaining negotiations. The new agreement allows the FLRA to refer appeals to this new special team of FMCS negotiators. A former assistant inspector general at Housing and Urban Development is facing charges of procurement fraud and lying to investigators. The Justice Department alleges Eddie Safarinia concealed information, disclosed confidential internal government information to a friend, and made efforts to steer government contracts and provide a competitive advantage to his friend's company. The Environmental Protection Agency has finalized a rule allowing its political appointees to review Freedom of Information Act requests. The rule goes into effect July 25th, but it did not go through the standard public comment period. The rule comes after the Interior Department approved a similar policy last year. The FDIC will reorganize supervision and resolution of the largest banks it regulates. A new unit called the Division of Complex Institutions Supervision and Resolution will pull together activities now divided among three bureaus. 
Chairman Jelena McWilliams says the new division will give FDIC a more holistic approach to regulating institutions with more than $100 billion in assets. The National Mall gets a new superintendent just days before the giant annual 4th of July crowds arrive. Federal News Network's Tom Temin reports. The National Park Service names Jeffrey Reinbold to the post overseeing both the mall and the local memorial parks. Each year it takes $35 million, 300 employees, and 6,000 volunteers to keep it all spiffy. Reinbold, a 28-year employee of the Park Service, started out as a ranger at the Johnstown Flood National Memorial in Pennsylvania. He was also the Park Service's Assistant Director for Partnerships and Civic Engagement. I'm Tom Temin. The Trump administration says it's still developing a legal analysis to merge the Office of Personnel Management with the General Services Administration. OPM could not give a timeline for when it would be done, but the administration wants Congress to commit to the OPM-GSA merger by the end of the month. Members of a House Oversight and Reform subcommittee expressed bipartisan concern and frustration about the proposal. They say the administration's plan still lacks details and justification. OPM will allow agencies to hire new talent who have the experience and expertise of a data scientist without actually creating a brand new position on the general schedule. OPM released new guidance to help agency or human resource directors classify data science positions, something agencies have been struggling with. OPM is working with the Chief Information Officers Council and Office of Management and Budget to explore data scientist work. Agencies say it's been difficult to hire data scientists because they do not have the official classification to do it. Big changes may be coming to the role of the Defense Department CIO. Federal News Network's Jason Miller has details. Senate lawmakers want to put the DOD Chief Information Officer back in charge of the Pentagon's business systems. The Senate passed the fiscal 2020 defense authorization bill yesterday, and lawmakers included a provision changing the 2018 authorization bill that gave the DOD Chief Management Officer those responsibilities. Additionally, the authorization bill would require the Defense Chief Data Officer to report directly to the CIO. A third provision would put the CIO in charge of modernizing DOD's cybersecurity architecture. The bill now goes to conference to work out the differences with the House's version. I'm Jason Miller. And a bill is introduced in the House to create standards for covert testing the Transportation Security Administration conducts at airport security checkpoints. The bill was brought forth by Representatives Elijah Cummings and Benny Thompson. It would also require TSA to track and report its progress in resolving vulnerabilities. Thompson says for too long, TSA has not been properly introducing fixes for clear security gaps that could potentially save lives. The recommendations stem from a recent report from the Government Accountability Office. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com, search Federal Newscast, subscribe to the Federal Newscast on iTunes or Podcast One, and follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. 